Welcome everybody, Yankee Chronicles. I'm Bobby. I'm here with Rob, Donald, and Evan. Before we get started, we just want to ask you to check out statementgames.com. You can find a unique experience to all your fantasy sports. And as always, check out docadamsbaseball.org. You can learn about the founder of baseball. Um, unfortunately, yesterday, the news officially came down that um, we have to say goodbye to Masahiro Tanaka. Um, we were hoping that he was going to be able to work out a deal. We know he was asking for uh, a lot of money, and Yankees just weren't in a position to spend it. So, Donald, you have the, um, the letter that Tanaka had written? I do. I think we should all cue the sad, the, the sad music. Well, let's read this out. Um, he says here, uh, it's a really cool statement, right? I think a whole Yankee fans be crying everywhere, to be honest, right? Uh, to, my, to my beloved fans, I hope everybody is keeping safe during these challenging times. I wanted to reach out to you because I have made a decision on where I'll be playing this coming season. I've decided to return to Japan and play for the Rakuten Eagles for the 2021 season. I wanted to make sure and touch base with you and thank you for all the love and support you have given me for the past seven seasons. I feel extremely fortunate for having the opportunity to take the field as a member of the New York Yankees and play in front of all you passionate fans. It has been an honor and a privilege. Thank you so much. Uh, class act. That is a class act. That's uh, I sayonara, Tank. I mean, I love Tank. He was a warrior, man. He was a warrior on the mound and uh, a great guy and represented everything that the Yankees are about. He did it with pride. And um, he was so reliable, even when, uh, you know, you know, his, his, his pitching kind of changed as the years went on. After, you know, when it came out, they had that uh, arm injury, but he never missed any time. And even though his velocity might have went down a little bit, it didn't change his effectiveness on the mound. He just he was such a, a thinker on the mound that he, uh, you know, uses off speed stuff so much as his, uh, his splitters and his off speeders and uh that just shows the kind of pitcher he was. You, you know, you know when he first came to the Yankees, he was an ace. He had mass, crazy um, pitches and and velocity and stuff. But then when he got hurt, didn't affect him. He still was fantastic, um, unreliable playoffs, everything, everything you could possibly want. Um, he represented, and uh, that's a big loss for the Yankees, for Yankee fans. And I just want to say, sayonara. Uh, sure. Uh, I don't. He had that. You know, he came in that first game. He got rocked around a little bit in the first couple of innings, and then went on. What do you go? He started the season that that year. What eleven and eleven and zero in his starts. I mean, he was just two seventy seven ERA. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, and he really he was a very respectable Yankee. He embraced the, the, the traditions, and he's, he is going to be missed. It's a shame that, you know, it, it came down to this, but unfortunately that's the business part of it. You know, you can't make every move, with your, you know, with, with your heart, and that's what happened. It's hard, though, because we constantly see this level of loyalty and respect to the game from Japanese players. I mean, Kuroda did it, Matsui did it. Um, Tanaka has done it. Even Daisuke respected the game. So, you know, part of the thing that I love about Japanese culture is Americans invented baseball, but yeah. we don't love it like the Japanese do. 
no. when he gets back there and he has his first start, it's going to be rocking like Yankee Stadium. I mean, they love this guy with reason, and I'm really going to miss him. Yeah. All right. Well, we have uh, a special guest getting ready to come in. Um, we, we will ask his opinion on uh, Tanaka and have a little fun trash talking with uh, a fan rival. So, uh, Blue Jays dad, how you doing today? Well, I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me on the show. It's quite the honor, spelt with a U. <laughs> Sorry. So, we were, um, we were just talking about um, Tanaka's going back to uh, Japan. Yeah, I hear he's pretty big in Japan. Yeah. Um, as a Blue Jays fan, having to, uh, to, to go against him, did you have any, you know, what what is what was the the what was the mentality of the the Blue Jays fans with uh, Tanaka? Oh my goodness! Um, I remember. I think it was his first start in MLB was against the Blue Jays, wasn't it? Opening wow. day, Rogers Center, first batter he faced. You remember Melky Cabrera? Yep. Hit a home run to start. Uh, you know the bottom of the first inning, and we're just like, oh, we're gonna rock this guy. We're rocking. This guy. <laughs> And then I think he just shut the lineup down after that. And, yeah, um, and, and that, and I, it was all of his low stuff, right? It's all of his low, like bottom part of the zone, breaking away. Guys can't lay off it. They start laying off it. And then he's just, just below the knees, bang, 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 bang. And it was so frustrating, but you also have to just tip your Jay's hat and say, Hey, you know, uh, that, that's how pitching works. So there was this thought that we couldn't beat that guy. And then when there were rumors or reports that he was, um, you know, having elbow problems, you never wish ill will on anybody. <laughs> but as a baseball fan, you're like, you know, maybe if his arm wasn't good for a year, we might have a chance. <laughs> yep. So um, you guys have really made some a, a lot of moves this year. And it really looks like you're going to give us a run for our money. You know, you won't win the division, but it's going to be <laughs> fun going through you to get it. Well, you know, uh, we, we would like to put up a fight, but uh, <laughs> we think we think we have uh, at least one of your worst enemies. So we're hoping that, you know, we can live rent free in your head and um, uh, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll spring above you. Yep. Spring to first place. <laughs> yeah, thank God you didn't get Brantley because I couldn't deal with that nonsense. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, did you see what happened? That they there was a, a report by one of our main journalists um, with Rogers Sportsnet, who owns the Blue Jays, mm -hmm. um, that we had that deal. Yeah. That we had yeah. really. that broke a few hours, and so for a couple of hours we were partying, and then it was what's that meme of like the guys sitting there in the car with the money, and they're all like, "Yeah," and then it, <laughs> you know it changes to them all depressed in the back seat. Yeah. <laughs> what do you make yeah, of the yeah. offseason you've had are you happy with the Stephen Matz trade uh yeah I mean I don't know a lot about the guy like honestly um but when you start looking at like we just need to stock up some starting pitchers right now um after Ryu basically um and then we have Ray which is you know yeah. he's hit or miss or home run and home run or miss <laughs> um and uh but hopefully we can add a couple more starters, but it's exciting to see the amount of moves the Blue Jays have made and not just uh, bargain barrel uh, hunting, you know? It's, you have uh, a lot of power. Big Vlad 
you know, Guerrero monster. Yeah, it's exciting. You know, I think with, with all of our young players, uh, you know, we're looking at just high ceilings, a lot of um, upside to each of them. So it makes it as a fan exciting to watch. Um, but I think uh, probably most of Blue Jays fans have now focused their shift of, um, of, of focus to Bichette, to Bo Bichette. That's kind of our our guy right now. And a lot of people are thinking like, you know, hey, if Vlad can just be, you know, an, an above average uh, power gap run producer, then we're, we're good with that. For a while, we thought he was going to be the second coming, um, but we're not totally sure on that anymore. Uh, it's too soon right. to call for him. Yeah. But the offense, we know, can go toe-to-toe against against each other. And we had said the pitching is the one thing that you guys were severely lacking. Yeah. You know, so the addition of Matt, although he's been subpar in the Mets, uh, he's still a, a – he's not a terrible arm. and He could be moved into the bullpen if needed. You know, because that was, I think, I believe that was one of the Mets' plans was to move him into the bullpen, you know, to limit to limit his innings a little bit because he is injury prone. Right. So, a, a few more pitching moves. I think it's it's going to be a fun year for the two teams to uh, go through the divisional race. For sure. I don't like the Mets trade because I feel that means – Uh, the Blue Jays aren't getting Bauer and they really needed him. And I know after you got Springer, you were likely not going to go after him, but to have someone at the top of your rotation as an ace like that would have been pretty significant. Um, So I would have not gone after Springer. I would have put all your money into um, the rotation and then gone after a guy like Nelson Cruz, put him at DH. There you go. You got power. Well, uh, you know, the Minnesota Twins fans really want their Nelson Cruz back here in, in my neck of the woods. I'm in Bloomington, Minnesota, just a oh, 23, 23 really? minute drive from target field. I thought last season I was going to have 81 opportunities to see Josh Donaldson play third base. Uh, but then something called COVID-19 came up and <laughs> I won't get into that. Yeah. Uh, the state of the division overall you know, we know the, the the Rays have always found a way to, to stay competitive. It looks like the Blue Jay, the uh, the Orioles have a pretty good farm system ready to break through in the next year or so. Are you into? Are you looking forward to just the the, the division just being a beast where it's anybody's game? Uh, like in in the future, you mean? Yeah. Like next year, you know, 2000, you know, 20, uh, 2022, 23, 24, I think the AL East is just going to dominate the league again. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, some of the teams like, uh, you know, Baltimore Orioles, they're going to be paying Chris Davis still for a long time. Right. Um, <laughs> yep. I, I, three more I years. I don't know. What's that? How many more? I believe three. Okay, Two or three more years. That. That's not that bad, <laughs> but uh, yeah, some of the teams, you don't know if they're going to be willing to do what the blue Jays did this off season or what the blue Jays are doing. I'm not even saying they're, they're done, but uh, when it comes time to have that young core and then add, add, add to that. Um, yeah. Do uh, obviously we have not seen the Rays do that, but they've, they've been the best at using what they have. 
Um, the Orioles don't quite have the same track record. Um, so yeah, who, who knows what it looks like. And also the, uh, a resurgence of the Red Sox, which shouldn't be long, I doubt. No, they don't stay. They, they'll drop off for, for a year, but they always, they bounce back. I think the Orioles played above some of their parts because of Buck Walter is just a genius. And I think he got the most out of them. Um, I don't know what kind of direction I'm going to go in now. It might take a little while for them. I'm not overly concerned about, about the Orioles. Boston, they always have the ability to spend, and they're obviously rebuilding. So that could be a couple of years. They could be, they could be something because uh, they always tend tend to do that. You know, they always tend to build a championship team and then break it all down again, and then they're crap for a couple of years and they do it again. Right. Um, it's kind of different from the way the Yankees work, which is they always stay consistently um, competitive every year, whereas the Red Sox tend to, you know, win a World Series and then just break it all down and then start it all up, start it all again. So depends on the way fans prefer it. Do they prefer like consistency every single year, but not necessarily winning at all or the way the Red Sox do it, you know? But Rob, if there's one person in the Toronto's lineup that you don't want that you think is going to really just kill us this year, who do you think it would be? I'm, I'm hoping it's uh, on a purely psychological basis. I'm hoping it's George Springer. Um, but uh, I, I don't know. I think I think, uh, think Bobachet um, uh, is is kind of our guy. Uh, Biggio, Biggio seems to have to almost prove himself again that last year wasn't. Um, have you heard? Have you guys heard of this stuff? Like how he's really uh, his stats really depend on hitting breaking balls. But when he's right, okay. uh, hitting, f- actually, I shouldn't be telling you this. You're going to tell somebody. Beat <laughs> him fastball. Well, I, I don't worry. I don't have Brian Cashman on my phone. I think I think you'll be okay. Okay, you can tell us behind you just to make sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Biggio, um, I, I I believe in him. But there's a lot of uh, uh, people that are data driven that that are questioning his abilities. That he maybe he is leaning too heavily on hitting breaking balls. Um, that's not my take. But what do I know? Um, and then also, I think Vladdy, we're all hoping that Vladdy becomes the monster that we all thought he was going to become. So that, I think that he will. He looks fantastic. Me. I, I, he's yeah, terrifies he me. He drops some of his weight. He looks, he looks really good this, coming into this year. He terrifies me. You also just signed Marcus Simeon to a one-year deal, and I've heard that he's going to play second base for you. So where is Biggio going to play? Third base. So Biggio last year played all over the place. And that's okay. a, a strange thing about our manager right now, Charlie Montoyo. I have, I have yet to have the, the personal connection with him that I had like growing up with Bobby Cox, Jimmy Williams, Cito Gaston, um, you know, John Gibbons, those guys that like really, yeah, it's our manager. Um, Charlie. Same with us. Been, what's that? Same with us, with Aaron Boone. You know, I had a, Personally, I love Buck Walter and Joe Torrey, but I and and uh, Girardi, but I can't stand Aaron. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean uh, Charlie put people all over. There was one game where Biggio was like our top guy in in the short se- shortened season last year, and for some reason Charlie hit him seventh in the order one night, and like he was our top guy, hot as anyone can get. And uh, but he put Biggio all over the field, so we weren't sure where he was going to land. Uh, he was playing outfield, infield, all over the lineup. So he's kind of a maybe a, a Ben Zobris type, 
with his abilities and his value to the team. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people realize how valuable that Ben Zobers type player can yeah. be. Good utility player. Did yeah. you know? I'm sorry to cut you off, but did you know the Jays almost got Ben Zobrist in 2015 when they were loading up? They are, and it was after they had everybody else too low. Um, David Price, uh, Hawkins. You know they were loading up. Remember that, guys? Yeah, yeah. that would have been huge. They, they had a deal in place for Zobrist. Did you know this? And you know who know. Alex Anthopoulos wouldn't give up? Yeah. Rowdy Telez. We still have him. <laughs> That was the piece, but AA, you know, he was emptying out the farm system of no one of real, real value today, but he didn't want to let go of him. And then uh, Zoberist ended up killing us in uh, the postseason because he was on the Royals. So, wow. Anyway, just, I thought I'd add some sort of Blue Jays insight to uh, to this. That is interesting. You know, it's, you know, you, you think, you know, those, those moves that don't happen, what could have been, you know, what, what could have been. Yeah. It's fun to, you know, it's always fun to go back and, you know, well, what if, you know, um, we're just glad that we don't have to deal, look at Bautista anymore. I couldn't stand him. Yeah. He just, he was just annoying. Well, you need, you know, it's one of those guys, just like Josh Donaldson, that if he's not on your team and you're playing him, it's just, you can't stand him, but when he's on your side, it's like, yeah, yeah, go get him. So, what's your predictions going into the year? Where do you think uh, the Blue Jays end up? Well, I'm gonna. I think they're gonna start with the AL East uh, Championship, and then uh, right through to the World Series. But I, <laughs> I've I've been calling that every year since uh, 1985. Uh, that's been my prediction, except for 2000 and. 18. I think uh, that's when I like gave up when we I just saw what we were doing. It's like, yep, um, you know, even oh, yeah. the, the, the optimist is going to have to be realistic here and say uh, there's no chance. But obviously, um, yeah, I'm excited for whatever happens. And I'm just glad the Jays are at this point making the moves they need to make to be competitive at the top of the division. They're loading up all right. It's interesting, too, because if you look at the entire AL East, everyone's farm system is pretty decent. Yeah. So, you know, we do have a pretty good future to look forward to. Yeah, I, yeah, and- I think for this this season and next season, it's going to be, you know, Yankees and, and, and the Blue Jays are going to be the teams that everybody's going to be chasing. And it's just going to be a matter of who wins the, the divisional games between our two teams. That's going to determine a division, or if you're playing in the wild card. Are yeah, Toronto going to play in Buffalo this year? Who are they going to play this year? Uh, that is still to be determined. Yeah. Right. So I think uh, because if I have this right, I'm not a hockey guy at all. But am I correct to say that they're playing hockey in Canada, like NHL right now? They are, I think. I think so. Yeah. So I think that's the hope is that they will be allowed under certain conditions to be able to play at Rogers center last year. I don't know if once again, because I'm a fan of this team, I kind of get this information on my, the algorithm leads me this way, but um, they, they were thinking they were going to play at the Rogers center until like, what was it a week before five days before opening day. And then they had to move and uh, they were going to make all the players stay in the Rogers center 
not allowed to leave that place. And if they did a $750,000 fine. Wow. So that's why they ended up, uh, well, one of the reasons why they ended up uh, going to Buffalo and Buffalo was great. And then there were some rumors before their big transactions started to happen. Now there were some rumors that some players didn't want to sign with Toronto because of the possibility of playing in Buffalo. Oh, really? You know, it's funny because we had, we had said that that might be an issue of how their free agency had gone. Yeah. But trade sometimes, you know, trades you can't help. You know, if your contract is traded, it's traded. But the free agency, I thought was going to, you know, the uncertainty of home field was going to put a, a was going to dampen a lot of the, you know, some of their chances for some of the key players. You know, because I don't care who you get, as long as you didn't get LeMahieu. I know Evan was saying, <laughs> but that that rumor with LeMayu to the Blue Jays was driving us crazy. No, I would have okay. lost my shit if you got him. <laughs> oh, that's well. I'm glad to hear it. You know, I am. I'm glad it was bothering you that much. <laughs> I would have gotten banned from Twitter from the shit I said to Toronto fans <laughs> after that one. <laughs> well, oh, so. Listen, uh, we want to thank you for coming on with us for a little bit. And um, hopefully as the season goes on, maybe during one of the uh, weekends where we're playing against each other, you'll come back and uh, we'll have some, some more ride trash talk. Yeah, I would love that. You know, I love talking with Yankees fans, uh, guys from New York. This is fun. I'm a Canadian living in the USA, and any chance I get to branch out into other areas, I love it. Good. <laughs> All right, well, Thanks for, yeah, yeah, thanks for coming on with us, and uh, we'll talk to you very soon. All right. Good luck this year, but Thank not you. too much. <laughs> you too. Man, you take care, buddy. You too. Stay healthy. We'll see you. Uh, so, all right. Well, that was an uh, interesting discussion real quick. I, I just don't see, you know, anybody else, you know, I thought he was uh, spot on with some of his assessments. No, the Blue Jays suck. They're going to be trashed this year. They're going to be dead last. No, <laughs> <laughs> so, I um, that was you know. They do scare me a little. I like their lineup. Their lineup is good. Yeah, they have a very big lineup. If they get yeah, that pitching right, if we if we the game, we're going to win the games. Against their pitching, not their not their lineup. Yeah, we we could see a lot of you know like ten to nine finishes between these two teams. Yeah. No, they both can best. hit. All their pitchers give up home runs, though. I mean, Robbie Ray, you catch him on a bad day, we're gonna run up the score to about fifteen. Come on. Well, that's which is maybe saying. why the Tyon deal is really nice for us because he's a ground ball pitcher. I love so, the Tyon deal, and I love the yeah, I do, I do too. As long contract, as it's unbelievable. As long as he holds up, then he will be great. And, uh, like, there's no, like, no even a question about it. So, he'll, uh, as long as he's a ground ball pitcher, that'll help against these big-ass teams like uh, like the Blue Jays. So, that'll, that'll give us the edge in those matchups. And, and Cole as well. Cole will shut him down. So, yeah, and I, I also I think, think that a lot of our prospects are going to be ready this year. I, I know we've talked about Gil and Medina. I think Gomez might come up as well. And all three of them pitch 100 or, or faster. So. yeah. And Debbie's the man. I'm a I'm a big Debbie guy. Debbie, yep. no, I think Debbie, yeah, Debbie's going to be in the in the. Uh, he's going to be a uh, definitely a pitcher to watch out for. 
apparently Devi really liked Adavido and Tanaka. He really looked up to those two. And, and I've read an article that he's sad, but <laughs> it's like these writers really have nothing. He's not to the do fucking with only one. <laughs> right? <laughs> an article about how Chris Bryan is unhappy in the Cubs now. Devi Garcia's sad because Adavido and Tanaka's gone. Like, what are they going to write tomorrow? One of the players has diarrhea. We're going to hear about that shit. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Probably Chapman. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> not again. <laughs> no, I can't. I'm not talking about Billy Goat rape. No. I, you want some facts about Billy Goat rape? Hold on, guys. No, no, it's okay. Let, it's let okay. me Google it. No. <laughs> Uh, and we reached the new part of our podcast. And have we talked to all about, our wonderful listeners? Please guess, welcome yeah, to Billy Goat Chronicles. Have, uh, <laughs> have we talked about Oday yet? No, not really. We haven't. Yeah, let's let's do discuss Oday. That's a good deal. Do we care that he's on the team? I'm it's a good deal. Yeah, I, I think it's a good deal. I do not agree, Rob. I agree. He's a very consistent pitcher. You know, he's underrated. And I said when we signed him, it was under under the radar, very good move. And, you know, it makes me feel a little bit better about trading Ottavino because he can give you really solid production in those middle innings. And he's going to cost you nothing compared to Ottavino. So it makes sense. and It does keep the door open for another move to be made in the bullpen or the inevitable return of Brett Gardner. I still think something big is coming. If we got like Hater or something, that would be the most insane bullpen you've ever seen. Yeah. Um, we talked about it the other day, though, that we have a lot of guys in the bullpen who throw hard with control issues. Well, I like that we have O'Day because he's a crazy sidearm pitcher who is really hard to read. We need mm-hmm. exactly that. I said the other day that I wanted uh, Burns from Milwaukee because he's kind of a slower pitcher, pitcher with good con- control. Um, bringing O'Day in is good because we don't have a unique pitcher like that. And I know I'm pretty sure I heard the Rays were interested in him as well. So it's nice to hear that the Rays were interested in, I believe, three of the guys that we got in Kluber, Tyon, and um, now O'Day. Yeah, any, 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 time, any chance you get to, to take pitching away from the Rays, that's a win. Because most years, O'Day pitches a sub two ERA, most years. Yeah, and he that's was awkward. In Baltimore for, for yeah. a really long time. He's I mean, he's, he's he's getting on a bit, but I mean that awkward sidearm thing. I, I think it's great because uh, you know the Yankees always struggle with these guys that 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 do these kind of things. We always suck against these guys that have these yeah, kind of different sidearms or sign or knuckle <laughs> balls or anything like that or swerves <laughs> or any shit. Like we, we just we're fucked. So it's <laughs> nice that we have our one of our own guys that can do that to the other teams. Yeah, we, also, we suck. Sorry, go ahead, Rob. No, like you were saying the other day, it gives us some more variety in the bullpen because what you mentioned about the Rays, they have so many different guys that can throw so many different ways, different types of pitches. We don't have a guy like O'Day in our bullpen. Like you said, it's all guys, maybe besides Adam Warren, who throw 95 or higher. So now you have this, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, lower velocity but finesse control type of pitcher and it gives us a little bit more variety in our bullpen that we can throw a different arm out there on any given day. So it's definitely necessary. Yes. Terms are 2.5 million, right? 
Am I correct? Yes. Well, I like the financial flexibility. If we need to throw, you know, get somebody before the season starts, or we could, we have, you know, wiggle room to pick up a contract at the trade deadline. So I that that's I I, I think this was the smart move, and I I think Cashman, is, you know, he, he's very hard to predict of how his off seasons are going to go. Because he drives us crazy, but then he makes moves. We're like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. You know, and then he, somebody else will sign a player. Oh, the Cashman sucks. He didn't, you know, because he won't make the deal. So we just got to wait, wait it out. But I think but it's it, every offseason, though. Yeah. It's every year. It's the same thing. When everything goes slow, he never reveals what he's up to. He's one <laughs> of the very few DMs that – will actually give out any sort of information. It's very rare that something the Yankees are trying to do leaks unless it's actually happening. Like the tie-on stuff, the next day we got the trade done. The Kluger stuff, a few hours later we got the deal done. LeMahieu right. would seem like we weren't going to get him, and then boom, we get him for $90 million. So, like, whenever Cashman's trying to do something, it happens quickly, and it doesn't really get leaked. The only time I can remember in recent years that – it actually got leaked beforehand was the Sonny Gray stuff because the Yankees were very were going for a starting pitcher very hard and they were making that known. And yeah. maybe Garrett right. Cole too, but even that it came out of nowhere with the terms of the contract. The day after Strasburg signed, okay, well now we got Garrett Cole. So Cashman always plays it very close to the vest, and fans still don't seem to understand that about him. Yeah, yeah and it's good at what he does. We we have a reactionary fan base, but that's also the case because we're the Yankees. We have the most fans in the world. So you got to listen to the nonsense. There's a large spectrum yeah. of nonsense from educated fans to ones who don't know what the hell they're talking about. And the ones who don't know that what they're talking about are the ones who started the rumor about Castile and made it chaos on Twitter. We see that all the time, which is why when we didn't get Corbin, half the fan oh. base couldn't understand the rationale be behind not getting Corbin. You get Corbin, you don't get Cole. You don't get DJ LeMayhew. What's better for a team, Cole and DJ LeMayhew or one of Corbin? Pretty easy question to answer. You know, Cashman is just a phenomenal chess player. Yeah, phenomenal. You know, he's always three, four moves ahead of us. And very we, true. We can, never, we can never get into his head of what his intentions are. And that's, that make, that, that's where he makes it – that's where he's successful. Nobody knows what, what what he's thinking, who he's looking at. They're all the obvious ones, like Cole. We knew he was going to go at the call. Well, he reads the market really well, and that's a skill. That's something that I constantly talk about because it's, it's part of the reason why I have knowledge. You see all these people on Twitter who say they have sources and you know they don't. I don't have any goddamn sources, but because I'm knowledgeable about baseball and know how markets work, I'm able to kind of determine – maybe 90% of what's about to happen. And then I make a prediction based on that. I'm not always right, but you guys do it too, which is why we're educated sports fans. Yeah. He's, he's a poker fans. player. He doesn't reveal his hand at all. He's, <laughs> he's a poker player. He doesn't reveal his hand. No. And he, and he, that's how he makes his, that's how he makes the deals and it, and it works. Right. But the fact that he got DJ LeMayhew to take two extra years and bring the contract down lower than a hundred million dollars, what 
that a normal GM can't do that. That's no. unbelievable. We're the New York Yankees with money, and we were able to do that. That doesn't happen with uh, George Steinbrenner. No. No, not at all. Um, all right, well, we're going to wrap up today's episode. Join us tomorrow. We will be having another special special guest. Um, we will reveal at that time. So uh, tomorrow, the upload will be a lot, you know, we'll be on a little later. So check out tomorrow. Look at uh, uh, Turn on your notifications to uh, get the, the update of when that video is uploaded. So also, don't forget, follow us also. If you can catch all our audio on Spotify, as well as watching us on YouTube. So on behalf of everybody, YankeeChronicles.com, just want to hope everybody has a good day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.